Hello and welcome. Thank you for downloading and finding our podcast. We are two friends who met in the desert in Afghanistan back in 2007 or 2008. We can't remember just right. I was a civilian contractor. He was in the military. We became friends and have remained friends throughout the years. We've bonded over being fathers, brothers, and sons with similar life experiences. Each week, we will discuss situations going on in one another's lives and provide our advice and input. Feel free to email or leave a voice message to contribute to the conversation each week. I'm Jafet. I'm Reese. And you're listening to My Life is a Roller Coaster. How is yours? Yo, Fess. What's up, man? Man, life is good, man. Life is good. Definitely, definitely. So here we go again on another Thursday. It's Fourth uh, of July, by the way, matter of fact. Bro, we out here right now. No, no hot dogs, no hamburgers, but we out here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My little girl got me going to some festival tonight. I'm sure they're gonna have all of that. So. Just left the gym. Had to cut that short so we can get this uh, get this get this episode in. Hey man, but uh, but I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, man. Well, this is the best part of the week for me, man. I love it. Well, good. So for those of you out there who start, who've been listening, we started calling y'all coasters. So for all y'all coasters out there, uh, we got a new voice uh, to the program. Her name is Jocelyn. Jocelyn, hey, you out there? I'm here. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? Okay. Okay, so so Jocelyn is another friend of mine. Uh, We used to work together uh, in Qatar together, known each other for a little bit. Uh, She's just a very um, uh, (laughs) open-minded, interesting individual, I'll say that. I'll let her, you know, as we do this show... You know, she, she, can, she can reveal herself to you all. So how you doing, Jocelyn? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, like you said, it's the 4th of July. So out here in Qatar, they're getting ready for the uh, Ace Hood con- uh, uh, concert tonight. So, you know, just been dealing with that and people. Okay. okay Ace Hood, huh? Okay. Ace Hood. That's a better actor. Yeah, yeah. That's a good actor for out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I keep hearing that Ace Hood puts on quite a show. So... You know, hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's just, you, you know, you know, you know, you know. I've been out there, so I'm just talking about like uh, name recognition wise. You know. Yes. The level of people they're able to get out there. So. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Nah, that's you going good. out for the fireworks. Um, I don't know. We might be going out to dinner or something. I don't know if we're gonna go out for oh, the actual fireworks and all that. So what y'all going is y'all are y'all gonna be on the Kanisha? Y'all going to the Bellagio or what's what's going on? We actually going to what uh the young people like to call the Waffle House of Qatar, which, which is? is uh the Grand Jude Cafe. Oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes, yeah, so it's okay. a nice little twenty four hour cafe spot. Uh, food is good. Portions are large and it's cheap. So, you know, the lamb, that's, the lamb chops is on point. You know, that's rare though in um in Qatar for something to be cheap. 
Um, I mean, it depends on where you go. It depends on where you go. Right. But the Jude is definitely, it is definitely cheap. The hookah is cheap. The food is cheap, but it's good. It's good. Everything I have there has been good. I mean, I don't eat meat, so I don't know how the lamb tastes or any of that. But I hear that that's one of their best dishes. Wow. Yeah, the lamb chops is on point. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Jocelyn. Tell, tell the people what you want them to know. I might, um, I might, I might tell too much if you get mad at me. I don't want that. I know. <laughs> I know. You're going to introduce me like you introduced Reese the other day, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that here. And look, thank God. Thank God that you won't do that here. Right, oh, right. Geez, it threw me all the way underneath the bus. All the way underneath the bus and rolled over. Hey, line um, backed up and everything. Everything, right. So um, I'm a native New Yorker. Born and raised um, in Manhattan, in El Bajio. Um, I'm 33, well, 30, no, I don't know how old I am, guys. I'm 34. I'll be 35 next month. Um, and I mean, like, you know, Jafet said, I'm a pretty open-minded individual. Um, I love different points of view and having conversations on a plethora of topics. We could talk about anything all day, so... That's really how me and Jafet, you know, became good friends because we just talked about stuff and there was no judgment and we could just be open about how we were feeling about whatever or whatever our, you know, ideas were on certain topics. Most definitely. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and get to it. So a friend of mine sent me a, uh, a YouTube of Esther Perel. Is that how you say it, Reese? Es- Esther Perel, yeah. Okay, Esther Perel, she's a couples therapist, and the, the, the YouTube that she sent was from Austin's uh, South by Southwest, and it was, it was on love and the modern romance or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I looked at it, and it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, to me, the basis of all relationships is communication. What else needs to be said? But, of course, there's a plethora of topics and things that we can talk about. So what was your take? What was you two's take on it? Go ahead, Jay. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I think that she was spot on with everything that she was talking about. I think what happens a lot of times in, in relationships is that, you know, you become consumed with the relationship as a whole or with this other person and you forget that you're still an individual, Um, And that you, you know, you're a person that, you know, has needs and you had needs before you got with this person. And I think people lose sight of that. And that's when, you know, they become unhappy in the relationship or, you know, they want to cheat or what have you, you know, they forget about that. And then I feel like society has kind of made you feel like it's not okay to feel that way or to be, you know, to, to show yourself some love or find, you know, be this individual outside of your family unit. You know, I'm still Jocelyn, I'm still Jafet, whoever, even though I'm married, even though I have kids, even though I have this, you know, you're still that person. And I think, you know, society makes you feel yeah. bad or makes you feel like you're selfish. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think what she, I think what, what, what Esther was trying to say was basically that, you know, back in the day, relationships were put together for stability, security, procreation, uh, financial purposes, you know, stuff like that. And then somewhere along the way, we people, we decided, OK, 
want to I want to fall in love instead of have a put together marriage, you know, like arranged marriages or whatnot. And and because we've done away with that, now it's all about love. The relationship, the family, all uh, uh, lives and breathes on whether or not the two people that got together in the first place uh, still love each other and, and care about each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, where it, used to, where it used to be like a village situation where, you know, a young couple, you know, uh, are growing up, their parents are teaching them what they need to teach them, you know, they introduce them to each other, hey, you're going to get married, and they're teaching them whatever, and then the village is helping them, you know, stay uh, together. Get into this get into this relationship, get into this marriage, stay together, and help them with their problems. And then, uh, so where you used to be able to go to this auntie, this uncle, or this elder, or that person for assistance, now what this Esther lady is saying is that now we've done away with that village model. Yeah. And even if you got a family, you don't lean on your family. You lean on your partner to be everything to you, yes. mm-hmm. which is what, what Johnson was just saying. is like, yo... <laughs> I'm still an individual. I'm still me. I love you, but I'm still me. Yeah. Right. And 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 honestly, like I was just talking to Jafet when we, before we first came on, I was talking about the difficulty of being in relationship because you know so much of who you are, like y'all said earlier, is compromised. And so the question at the end of the day is, when you when you're grappling with uh, that compromise, then you're really living outside of your truth. And as and the longer you live a life of incongruence, the more resentful you'll feel towards that individual because you're not living your authentic self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just to kind of, you know, pull in a couple of ideas that you guys were talking about, um, uh, this lady was on the Red Table Talk yes, show with Jada Pinkett. Yes, yes. So, yes, yes, she was. She just recently in this in the recent season, she was just on there and they were, you know, basically talking about this. And as I, you know, listen to her talk in this in in the video you sent me um, and think back to the previous episodes of Jada and, you know, her talking about relationships, her relationship with Will and her relationship with herself. I could see that, you know, she did spend a lot of time with this lady. A lot of the ideals that Jada has, you know kind of come full circle on have, you know, really been founded in her and, you know, realizing that, you know, you have to, you you can't, your partner can't be everything for you. You need to be happy for yourself. For sure. And, um, and then also, you know, how Jafet, you were talking about the, um, like the family unit and being able to reach out to, you know, your grandparents or the other elders or different people or whatever, um, to help with relationship, kids, this, that, a third, you know, you don't have that anymore. Everything has become really private. Um, I was reading a book called The Spirit of Intimacy. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to botch this um, author's name, but <laughs> I believe it's um, Sobonfu Some is how you say it. Um, S-O-B-O-N-F-U, last name S-O-M-E. And it's, um, it's ancient African teachings in the ways of relationships. And in this book, she talks about um, how, you know, back in Africa, everyone lives in a village. This whole family is the village. And when an individual's individuals get married, it's not just the individuals. They're marrying the entire village. 
and everyone is dependent on everyone to make sure that the village runs properly. And so if, you know, she uses an example of one morning, you know, if everybody comes out of their, you know, their dwelling in the morning time and they greet each other, but this one individual doesn't come out or he wakes a little later or she wakes a little later, then they know that something is wrong. And so, you know, they go to this person, what's wrong? What's, you know, what's going on? And then they find out, you know, maybe she's having an issue with her husband or she's not feeling this way or whatever. They all kind of rally behind this individual to, you know, make them feel better and work through what whatever issues they got going on because they know that this individual is a vital part of their community and of their you know the success in their community and I feel like you know that is definitely missing in today's society is this community this village you know idea well okay so so then the question is is, go ahead no go ahead I want to hear the question Right. So the question is, is, uh, okay, so whether, whether we uh, progress enough on our own to get to that understanding or we hear about it like you in this book and then from this um, Esther Pirelli, um, what are we doing about it? How do we get there? <laughs> well, I, 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 think, I think at the end of the day is we have to first of all realize that this is happening, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that a lot of times, a lot of what we are doing is unconscious until it becomes conscious, right? Mm-hmm. And when we become conscious of what we're doing, then we can be more intentional about structuring things uh, inside of the relationship, inside of the conversation that we're having with ourselves and others about being who we really authentically are. The other side of it is, is that I think... We also ask ourselves, can my relationship sustain me being who the hell I am? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, so I- because and, and I'm I'm saying that because we come we come into relationships in some regards fake. Mm-hmm. We don't come we don't we come to the relationship with our uh our interview. Your best representative. I, I, I like to call it our, yeah. our interview outfit. And we we, yeah, made, it, yep. we maintain that interview outfit concept through years and years, and then all of a sudden, when 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 the interview face is so is difficult to bear, then we take it off, and then we become this person that we've always been. You become this person that likes sex every day instead of the person that likes it whenever whenever she does it. Or you like the person that you you know you become a person that like to cuss and smoke cigars on the back porch, and and they're like whoa 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 this is not the person I I've grown to love, well, and then you say oh this is the real me, <laughs> and it's like right. where have you been? This is who I've always been, right? This is who right. I've always absolutely, and so I don't know. I I step back. Tell me what y'all think about that. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I mean, we all put our best foot forward when we're when we're dating someone you know uh, whether the intention is to get married or not you know you always put your best foot forward but over time in that relationship and it could be a short period of time or you know over a number of course of years where you know slowly you're going to put down those guards and and that protectiveness and and show that other person who you really are so then the question becomes is did you pick the right person that's going to allow you to shed those things to become who you really are. You know what I'm saying? I think, 
So I think it really, though, it really is, and I think the, all of us have talked about this, uh, you know, I've talked to both of you about this at some point in time, is we pick wrong from the jump. We pick wrong from the beginning. You, you see the red flags and you think, oh, that'll change, or I can change it, or they'll grow out of that, and then they don't. Agreed. Mm. I do agree with that. But I also think that um, I also think that it stems from the way that you're raised, right? Because, I mean, you know, essentially we're not, we, we don't know, like, we don't know any of these social norms. We're not born knowing any of this stuff. And we're taught these things from our parents. And so it's kind of, you know, it kind of touches on like generational curses and things that are passed down you know, from your mom, you know, she had, or your dad, you know, they had bad experiences in relationships. And so they pass that on to, to, to your child. And so you kind of carry those things with you. And yes, you know, like you said, in your first episode, at some point you become an adult and you're supposed to become aware of, Hey, I got some things that I need to figure out. I got some things that I need to work out or, you know, to be the best version of myself, but that's not getting done because, we live in a society where, you know, we got the Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters where they're putting out this fake facade and that's reality and that's life. You know, perception is everything. And so no one is actually doing the real work. I think majority of the people that get in relationships don't even know who they are first mm. to know that they're not Absolutely. picking the right person for them. So, Absolutely. you know what I mean? The, the work got to start with you first. And Absolutely. you got to heal some yep. things, counseling, whatever it may be, you know, before you really, you know, dive into a relationship and a long lasting relationship, even if it doesn't, you know, evolve into marriage, you still want to have quality relationships where you're, you, you know, grown, you've been stretched, you know, you still care about this person as an individual. I don't hate you. It's not all these negative feelings, but we could walk away from each other amic amicably, you know? So. So what you're saying, so what I heard out of that was this, and I think we all, you know, kind of struggle with this. Um, basically, you got to work on yourself first. Right? No That's question. No question. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, I agree with that 100%, but I think there's a problem in society where, and I see this all the time, you know, children grow up with their parents, you know, they're in the womb, they're at the home, parents are loving and protecting them all the way you know, until they, until they go off to college or they, they leave, go get a job or whatever, whatever it is. And then, so the, the kid stops clinging to the parents' love and, and protection, and now they're clinging to some, you know, somebody, girl or boy, and they go from one, you know, from one love to another love to another love without ever spending time alone mm -hmm. to figure out who they are. So even myself, you know what I'm saying, I, I've been that way. You know, I had girlfriends in high school. And then from high school to college and then college to adulthood, like, you know, I can, you know, I've probably been with three women mm. in my life, one after another. Right. Really, you know, really kind of, but, not a whole lot of time. But that's why the model that you suggested earlier, in my opinion, is the most helpful. Because long after you're finished BSing yourself and, uh, and, and and wearing the interview face or the facade posture, you have individuals inside of your community that can tell you this is not who you really are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think quite honestly, we don't we don't really hear that 
because that's not what we want or that's what that's not what we believe about ourselves and we long to be all of these things maybe that we're really not and um instead of really authentically understanding who we are and dealing from a, a place of truth um mm-hmm. i think that, i think that i think that people are just embarrassed to you know to reach out and talk to somebody else and say hey i'm having this problem <laughs> you know oh, i yeah. don't think anybody wants because to. but i think fundamentally that's what we've been taught especially in the black community we've always been taught you don't talk about that stuff sweep it under the rug okay you know this this woman over here is getting abused by herself we don't talk about that sweep it under the rug or whatever other issues you know whatever whatever other mental health issues you're having as well you don't talk about that stuff so so it just continues and continues and continues and nobody talks about it and so you keep you know having these you know adult children is what they are because they're not fully developed they haven't fully developed into a well-rounded adult individual they're still kids Mm. yeah Yeah. but i want to also piggyback on what you said i'm reading a book called slave religions right now right Mm-hmm. Or slave religion, um, and talking about the invisible institution of antebellum, uh, of the antebellum South. And one mm-hmm. of the things that to go back to the main point that you just said, we grew up in villages, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the way our, our community construct was is that we came together, we solved our problems together, we had a hierarchy of leadership, and then it was, it was dealt with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were also times when two individuals would say, I want to get together with this person. And the leadership would say, you know what? I don't think that this is something that should be happening. <laughs> you know? And, right. um, and, and so what, what's, what's happening is we've really bought into uh, a more Judeo-Christian uh, construct when, when in all actuality, the way our communities are as 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 the way we are as people really don't really fit into that model because we like to share we like to have conversations we like mm-hmm. to uh figure it out together and come together yep. and then once we've getting gotten it together within ourselves and within the community then we get that guidance and then we move forward and um and a lot of times when we stray away from that model um even though we we've tried to fit ourselves into the um the 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 judeo christian model system and it has some benefits but it also has some setbacks because it doesn't allow us to be our true authentic self yes and i was yeah I, yeah i mean go ahead go ahead no go ahead Pat. no you good Jack. um so in in regards to what you're just talking about reese about you know the way that our system was set up, our family units were set up is, you know, with elders. You yes. had people that, you know, knew things and had wisdom and been through life and you will go to them for guidance. Right. So we don't have that anymore. And this lady that I was uh, that I follow on Instagram, she was talking about, you know, elders and how, you know, it's not it's not part of our community anymore because society has made it bad. It's bad to become old. Everything becomes being young and looking young. And so grandmothers and, and, you know, grandfathers and those elders in the family become kind of, I'm pushing you back to the back burner, or they're becoming younger and younger because kids are having kids younger and younger. And so we don't have that family structure like we should anymore. 
But I agree with you. I think that, you know, the Judeo-Christian setup, it wasn't meant for for us, for African Americans. It wasn't meant for us. That's not yeah. that's not how we supposed I to operate. Say, yeah. I wouldn't just say African Americans because most, you know, uh, the the marital the, the the divorce rate in America in, in general is more than fifty percent. This is true. But I mean, but but right. if you if you look at places of color, right? Their growth rate and their and their marriage rate are, are more concrete than those of, of those that are influenced by Eurocentric uh, value system, right? So the question at the end of the day is, what are those systems really doing to uh, keep those individuals uh, in a more concrete, blessed situation? And what are we what are we missing um, as a result of what we've gained? So I think the uh, I think the most successful uh, mar- uh, place with the best marriage rate is like Sweden. Um, in Sweden. I- I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't gotta agree, man. The numbers speak for themselves. Now, now, they, they, now, uh, the only reason why I'm saying that is because it 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 has been noted as one of the happiest places in the world. Right. 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 But as right. far as marriage rates, that's uh, that's not true. That 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 is not true. I. Okay. That's not a that's not a statistical fact. So I don't I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want you to I don't I don't want you to be I don't want you to be giving these these false narratives to um to to these European brothers and sisters and and giving them hope that they don't have. They're like, oh man, I'll just okay. go to the Nordic and get a jump and then I'll be all right. It ain't like that. I'm telling you. Uh, well, I'm not. Well, well, first of all, I'm not saying that you could go over here. That you could come from your. Uh, context country and go to another country and make that good and you think that's going to work that's not what i'm saying at all so uh but statistics can be skewed in any way For sure. my point is all i'm saying is that okay that's the happiest place on earth but they're they're happy because they communicate and they have gotten rid of the the social norms that the rest of us still adhere to mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's yeah. all i'm saying yeah so so really so really what's more important is it's one thing uh, that it's one thing what the culture does and what the culture accepts. That's one thing, but the other thing is is what does you what how does you and your partner work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, um, my wife and I at one point in time things were good, no problem. Anyway, um, I had a friend who got married. The wife, his wife, come in and she was a really aggressive personality type person. I mean, she was cool. You know, he got along with her. We got along with her. But her and my wife started hanging around, hanging out, hanging out together. And, you know, she was trying to tell my wife, oh, girl, do it like this. Oh, girl, do it like that. Oh, girl, do it like this. And then I got wind of that. I said, look, man, we don't, we, you and I don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? We get along this way. Him and his wife get along that way. You can't bring that here and think that it's going to work. You know what I mean? So of course, you know she, you know she pushed back on me for a little bit, and then eventually she realized what I was saying. So my point is, is you know, if if one woman allows her husband to be, you know, aggressive and that works for them, and another woman in another relationship, you know, the woman is the aggressive and the, and the man's the submissive and that works for them, who are we as a society to say that? Oh, that ain't cool. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the problem because we're looking at it as a society and saying, oh, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. But when it should be about those individuals and how they get down, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I, I think really with with the rise of social media and um, and, and this, this propensity for people to associate pictures of of joy with a lifestyle of joy, um, mm-hmm. has 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 really been the single most crippling uh, thing in my in in my opinion. And sociologists actually bear this out because they suggest that individuals that take the take the most selfies and you know have the most quote unquote relationship goals slash pictures are the ones that's having the most turmoil in their relationships. So the the yeah, more the more you post or the more you seem like you love lovey dovey, the more hell you you actually may be incurring in the relationship. It's it's crazy how something so simple has affected our our the psyches of people so negatively. Mm. And it's something that and it's something that you can turn off anytime you want. Well, the the other the other side of it is. Is I think that people have forgotten that the people that are, that they are trying to impress are equally trying to figure out how to work their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um and 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 the conversation hasn't happened to say I'm equally as confused as you are about how to make this thing work. I'm just I'm 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 cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm praying, I'm paying bills, I'm beating butts. I'm hugging kids. <laughs> you know, I'm doing all the same things that you're doing, and I'm just doing it offline because I don't want this stuff to really be underneath the microscope. If it makes any sense, right, right. Because I, I don't know, I don't know if I don't know if my my relationship can handle the fight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Honestly, you know, and instead of having that that real conversation, like. Our relationship is very uh it's very sensitive right now. We're in the sensitive space. And ain't nobody cheating. Ain't nobody cussing each other out. We just don't communicate the way I feel like we should. You know? Um it, it's things like that. And I think the fact that the matter is, is that nobody really wants to say that what I'm getting or what I'm dealing with is not what I really want. Because we are we're we're so busy striving to impress people that that don't give a dag on at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's think... been instilled in us so much that you know we have to be this yeah. successful, you know, this idea of success that to say you know this relationship that I'm in right now is not working is just like, oh my god, I can't say that because now I look like a failure. You know, and I mean, it's still, you know, it still goes back to the idea of, you know, what other people think of you is such an important aspect of everyone's life that, you know, you end up staying in situations that you should have, you know, that expired, you know, years ago. For sure. You're trying to hang on because, you know, I got kids or I don't want to look like this or this is, you know, my third or fourth marriage, what have you. But Listen, man. If, so, if... so, right. Go ahead. So pride is it, man. Pride yes. is it. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure. You know, 
it, it go it all goes back to pride. What you know? So listen, you, you know, I mean, I've been I've been extremely successful, and then I've I've had to humble myself a couple different times because I still got I still got bills to pay and I got kids to feed. You know what I'm saying? So pride is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pride is a motherfucker, and, and we don't we don't want to acknowledge it. You know, some of us don't want to acknowledge it. Some of us don't want to address it. But at the end of the day, it ultimately boils down to, you, you know, your pride and your ego and you not wanting to communicate with other people for whatever reason. I mean, right. when I was going, when I'm, I mean, I'm still going through it now, but me and my wife were going through our things, man. I was reaching out to family members and friends and, 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 and our pastors and professional councilmen. I was grasping. I was reaching, man. And it's just, you know, yeah. but, you know. You can't do it by yourself. <laughs> nah. I, I, and, you can't and, want and, it more than the next. Well, and then the other side of it is, and to, to go back to your point, is that the village also kept people in line. Yeah. It gave everyone yeah, a purpose. That. Gave everyone. That's perfect. That's a perfect word. It gave everyone a purpose. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so I agree with that. But I, but I wouldn't. I, okay, saying that makes it seem as if you're saying that a family unit doesn't have a purpose. No, what? but each individual needs to have a purpose. It goes back to what we were saying in the beginning: how even though you're a family unit or you're a father, you're a mother, you're still an individual. You're still who you were before you became this next title. And sure. so the the village allowed you to still be that individual because you had this purpose. I am the cook for the village from, you know, three to six. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is this is the thing that I do. This is my thing that I do. Or, you know, between the months of, you know, April to December, you know, in the village, we go out into the to the forest and, and we, we go hunt. hunting. Yeah. Right. And so you get this time and that's the book that I was telling you guys about. She talks about that too. You know, the feminine and the masculine, you know, sides of individuals, because as individuals, we have both, you know, and so we have to be able to, you know, nurture both to have that balance. And the same thing, you know, with women, you know, so I think that, you know, a lot of family units miss are missing that purpose, that individual purpose that they need to have to fulfill themselves in order to be able to fulfill their roles in their family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I get it. I just, y- y'all know me. I'm a no nonsense kind of person. I think it's fucking ridiculous that people can't figure this shit out. Well, so, it, it, again, again, like I, <laughs> like I said before, I'm going to say it again. Some stuff can't be figured out independent of help. And that's what I'm so glad that Jocelyn is here because <laughs> what all she's saying and all and I'm, I echo the same sentiment is that we need help. Everybody okay, needs help. Need, no. Nope. Okay, you need help. I, I got that. But, so get some fucking help and fix your relationship. I'm not saying you. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> get some. Get some help. So you know. So so again, even even with my wife, I'm saying stuff that I did. And maybe she just needed more time. And I think that 10 years is enough fucking time. Well, you know I'm, 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 but I'm, I mean, but who, but see, who are you, see, to, but who say are that? you to say, yeah, that that's, who that's are the you amount to of say that this that is her takes. timeline? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't I mean, know. Because you know. you don't. Uh, hold on, I, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't ask the question and don't, and, 
can I can can I can I by choice though you can I chose that. Can I say? No, can, no, I, can, no, I, can, not, I, can I? Can I say something? No. Have y'all seen? No, have y'all seen the movie Fences? No. Yeah. You ain't seen the movie, Jack. You gotta see the movie Fences. All right. So okay. Denzel Washington. So hold on, hold on, hold on, Reese. Just to let you know, it's probably not a good idea to bring up movie references because Jocelyn ain't seen shit. Okay. That's right. a lie. I've seen a lot of movies. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't so, listen to like, him. Uh, Every time I break up a movie, you be like, no, nah, I ain't seen that. So then I can't give you the reference because you ain't seen it. Right, well, that them. sucks. Well, I'm going to tell it for everybody else that probably have seen this thing. We'll, we'll, we'll catch her up. We'll catch her up. We'll get, we'll, okay. we'll get her a YouTube clip or something and we'll catch okay. her up. So Denzel Washington and Viola Davis is in the backyard. And uh, Denzel, at one point in his life, had a promising baseball career, but he had a son. Right. And mm-hmm. and and he in his frustration after becoming a a a garbage collector says to his uh, wife, "I've been in this place for eighteen years." And you know what she said to him? She said, "I've been right here with you," mm-hmm. which suggests that in the midst of the fact that he may have had a a dream that was dashed. Through it all, she has been through. She's been there through through it all. All right. Um, and so speaking back to the point of the timeline and no, and you not being able to set the timeline, how do you know the the point when a person changed? I'm telling you, I am not the man I used to be before I met Michelle. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was there were some things that in my life that I needed to really come to Jesus about a whole lot. <laughs> and I'm better than I was. Thank you, Jesus. I am. But I'm not the man I used to be. All right. But it took me a long time. It took me a lot of things that I, I had to go through to become the man that I am today. And I'm still not perfect. Right. But I'm better. Um, and so I guess the question at the end of the day I would I would I would ask is that what would have happened if I would have gotten cut off? What would have happened if the person that I was with before would have just waited till I became what I am today? So you know, so the answer to that question really is everybody has a breaking point is my point. For sure, you know for sure. I'm not I'm not saying it should take a year, six years, ten years, twenty years whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, while one person in the relationship is going through something, the other person is too. So I don't know what she was going through. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't communicate that very well with each other. And my point, my point is, my point is, okay, I got to a breaking point. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not willing to sit around here while you're not communicating with me to wait for you to figure it out. And I mean, that's, that's you're right. And that's, that's absolutely your right to do that as, as a human, you have the right to be like, all right, I'm done with this shit. I'm moving, I'm moving on because, and I mean, I, I feel that sentiment because I'm, I'm the individual that is about progress. Yes. You may be going through what you're going through or, you know, you've had things happen. So you don't know exactly how to do this thing. I get that. I 100% get that. But what are we doing to fix it? 
That's my thing. Right. Are so, we are we making right, so, taking the steps to right, fix right. the problem to progress to move right. forward? Because if we're not doing that, then I gotta go because now we're wasting time and I don't have right. time to right. be wasting. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So my point is this: a simple conversation, two minutes, five minutes, whatever. Hey, babe, I'm going through something right now. I just need you to have my back. Okay, cool. I got your back. Simple. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. In your mind, then, you know, in your then, mind, yeah, well, it's I'm, that I'm, simple. In you, in in yes, in your I, thinking, I yeah, in your thinking, it's that simple to have that conversation because that's the way that you communicate. That's how you would handle things. But you are not your wife or any other individual. You have to realize, and not that you don't, I know that you do, you know, but you have to realize that everyone has their own way of communicating and also has their own way of listening and understanding the things that they're hearing. So, you know, that's like, that goes back to, you know, things that we've always kind of been taught as kids is like, you know, you need to communicate the way the other person understands and hears think about what you're saying before you say it think about how you're saying it to that person find out what that person's language is how do they understand things because you saying to me i'm sick of this shit sounds could sound like something else to somebody else you know what i mean sure no no i i get it and i'm and i'm not saying that i'm right you know that's not mm-hmm. the, that's not my goal or objective for people to think that i think i'm right i'm just you know i'm just sharing my own truth you know, right, right. I, I ain't, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. I love her to death to this day. We're getting ready to go to Fourth of July together today. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm just saying, for me personally, a simple conversation could have could have could have could have deaded all this and and some understanding, and it would have it would have went another 10, 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever. But uh, right. And I'm just saying in general, people don't communicate. It's it's really simple. Whatever you got to do to work up the courage to talk to your partner to say to say you know to say something to them, do that. Say it. It needs to be said. They need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully anybody listening to this, you know, can understand where I'm coming from, and I'm encouraging you to communicate with your partner whatever the problem is, whatever the you know whatever the issue is. Figure out a way to communicate and tell that person. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through. This is what's going on in my head, and then share with them. Yeah, and don't you be afraid of the of the truth. I think that in society, you know, we've become so afraid of speaking our truths, living in our truths, like we said, being our authentic self. You have to, you know, if you feel in this way, however, you know, stupid you may think it is, or the next person thinks it is, those are your feelings. This is how I feel. And your feelings are valid. Everyone's feelings are valid about whatever they have feelings about. And it's okay to say those things. You know, I'm a huge advocate for that. Sometimes, you know, you got to hear things about yourself that are really uncomfortable and they rub you the wrong way or they might make you feel really bad about yourself. But (laughs) it's growth. You know, it's something that's going to help you get to the next step or the next level or you know, whatever it is that you need, you know? Yeah, you and I had a couple of those moments when we first met. <laughs> yes, we surely, we surely, we surely did. Right. We surely we did have it. those moments. We did, we did, yeah, because, you and know, you, you said some things to me that I was just like, who this nigga think he talking to? 
Like, oh no, <laughs> you know, because and I mean, even in my interview, you know, I said, you know, I'm one of the, I'm an advocate for, you know, being respectful of everybody, right? But you got one time to talk to me crazy and say something out of pocket, you know, you you could have had a bad day, you could have had, you know, whatever's going on, and then the second time you do, we having a conversation because this is not okay. I don't, I don't appreciate that, you know, and I mean, like you said, we had those moments and later we talked about it over a cigar and a drink. And I was like, I didn't really appreciate that. And we laughed about it, you know, and he was like, okay. And and we understood each other and we moved forward, but that goes to being able to have those kind of uncomfortable conversations, but also feeling comfortable enough with each other and in ourselves to say, Hey, you telling me that I was irritating. I didn't really like that. So let me so let me take this opportunity to, to say this. I've said it to you before, but I'll say it now. Thank you for uh, for listening. Thank you for understanding where I was coming from and allowing us to pro- to progress to where we are now. So thank you. I appreciate that. You are so welcome. But I mean, the feeling is also mutual at the same time because you you definitely allowed me to be myself. You know when a lot of people didn't care for who I was or the way that I view things. So I appreciate that. So thank you for that. Nah, you got it. You good. Reese, what you got, man? Reese, you out there? Did we lose Reese? I think we uh, might have lost him. Uh, it says he's connected, but he might be out there doing something with his kids. No yeah. problem. So we can wrap yeah. it up. Uh, we, we can shoot the breeze until he comes back and then we can get off. So, so what else is going on in, in your world right now that you would like to maybe talk about for a few moments? Um, you know, I was having a conversation with my dad today. And um, here lately, and, and you know the struggle that I've had with, you know, my mom and my dad and kind of the relationship, you know, it's not, we don't really have a very good relationship with either of them. Um, but I have started to make changes in my life. I've started, you know, to meditate more to, you know, set up altar spaces for myself and my ancestors and I'm in therapy and just doing those different things and, you know, making, you know, deep spiritual changes in my life. And I've had two separate conversations with my dad and my mom where I've expressed those things, expressed being in therapy, expressed, you know, the new spiritual journey that I'm on and both of them have been so supportive and so on board and they're both making their own individual changes in their lives. And it's a huge deal for me because I never felt like my parents were really supportive of me. And then I felt like they would never change. You know, my, my dad and my mom, my dad is going to be 60 in November. My mom will be 59. Uh, this coming February, and I felt like they were just set. They are set in their ways. They ain't changing. This is who they are. And, you know, I, I always feared that I would never be able to have the relationship that I wanted with them. And in these last few weeks, and, and today included, you know, I've seen a glimmer of hope that I may be able to cultivate, you know, a relationship with them. And that's a, well, that's you know, cool, especially... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, especially, you know, knowing you and, you know, having heard some of those backstories, 
um, especially the, the situation with your mother. That's awesome that you and her are communicating. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yes. That's good. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, for sure. I also want to say that this is this is great. I really like this platform. Um, and, you know, we really about to gain some followers. I think that we are really, you know, talking about things that people want to hear. We have ideas, you know, or different viewpoints that maybe people never thought of. So I think this is awesome. I think this is going to be a great thing. Yeah, well, cool. I appreciate that. So thank you for your time. I'll go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Reese probably got tied up with, with, his, with his son. I know he's at home today, so he's doing that. So okay. it's 4th of July. Enjoy the 4th. Be careful out there. If you're getting out there in the city, Jocelyn, be careful. Will do. In my city and watch the, the, the fire department burn uh, firecrackers <laughs> <Some sticks>. responsibly. Right. <laughs> All right. You enjoy your 4th as well. And everyone else out there that's listening, you guys enjoy your 4th as, as well, too. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of My Life's a Roller Coaster. How's yours? We hope it was helpful or useful in some way. Feel free to send an email or leave a voice message to provide feedback, input, or suggestions on the topics. Until next week, have a great week and a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, don't do anything I wouldn't.